What's up, everybody? Johnny English here with another Broken Man podcast. This is episode number 19. I want to welcome each and every one of you that uh, listen to this stuff. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, again, all of you that have supported me up until this point and all the new people, welcome. Thank you for tuning in as well. Um, today, I want to talk about the rapture. Now, I'm not going to get into, I'm, I'm taking a different viewpoint on this than most people when, because most people, when they're talking about it, they're, they're having a discussion or an argument, um, whether or not there's a pre-trib rapture or a, or the, the gathering in the sky is after the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I, I don't want to get into that. Because uh, what, what I want to do with this show, with this particular podcast here, I'm probably going to do two podcasts on the subject. Um, the first, the one you're listening to currently right now, I'm going to give you a scenario and we're going to talk about the dangers that if you believe in the pre-trib rapture and it doesn't happen, how is that going to affect Christians or people that say they're Christians or have been going to church and they think that they're, you know, good to go. They're going to, they're saved and, you know, all that. How is this going to affect some of these people? Now, not all Christians are going to be affected if that, if that is the case. If the pre-trib rapture, it does not happen. Um, not all Christians are going to be affected. It's not going to matter. Um, it will and it won't. Uh, to some, they're going to just completely walk away. And that's the danger of uh, putting your heart and soul and putting everything into a doctrine that was added much later and is based is based off of an interpretation of the Bible. Now, the pre-trib rapture, if you don't know, was first introduced back, I believe, in 1833 by uh, it was came out of a translation of the Bible that John Nelson Darby analyzed and. That's kind of where it started. And now there is a very large group of Christians that believe, but there is a, another large group of Christians that don't believe in a pre-trib rapture. Now, does it matter? Does it matter if there's a pre-trib rapture or not? In the end, if you're saved, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you are doing the best you possibly can, living the best life you can for Jesus, and I don't. I don't live the best life I possibly can, but I know I'm saved because I know, okay, because I still believe. After all the doubts that I've had in my lifetime, I know. So if you know, like I do, that you're saved and you know where you're going at the end of your run, whether we make it to the end of the world as we know it, or whether you just die, you know, your body gives out or you get killed in an accident or something like that, or heaven forbid a disease. Does it really matter if you believe in a pre-trib rapture or not? No, it does not. It's not going to, your, your salvation is based off your belief in Jesus Christ, your acceptance of God's gift to you, which was Jesus coming down to earth God in human form, and he took all of our, he, he suffered greatly um, 
you, you know the story. He suffered for our sins. He took on all of our sins from birth until death. He took all that on, and he died on the cross. And then three days later, he rose again and is waiting for the Father to send him back one more time. And he's not coming to kiss babies and shake hands. Okay? Uh, keep that in mind because that's very important because there's a lot of people out there that are going to be fooled when this supposed Jesus uh, comes on the scene. They're going to be fooled because they don't they never read the Bible or they just didn't pay attention. God is going to is going to be a great shout. There's going to be you're going to know as a Christian, you're going to know that Jesus is coming back. It's the real Jesus. You're also going to know when the fake one hits if we're here. Okay. So anyway, so again, no, it does not matter if you believe in a pre-trib or post-trib or any mid-trib, well, however you want to put it, it does not matter because if you're saved, you're saved. Your salvation is not based off of your belief in a, an interpretation of scripture. Okay. It just, it doesn't, and it has nothing to do with it. Just like wearing certain clothes. I remember, uh, back in, in my hometown, of Addison, Alabama, and they had the Church of God. And the women, a lot of the women wore, they either, uh, I don't think they were allowed to wear, I can't remember if they were allowed to wear pants, but they had to wear full-length denim skirts all the way to their ankles, hair in a bun, no makeup, et cetera, et cetera, even though I did know a couple that were <clears throat> loosey-goosey, you might say. <laughs> they, didn't, uh, they didn't adhere to, that's one of the reasons... I had such a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to church is because I witnessed, you know, full, full on the hypocrisy of some people. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, again, it doesn't matter. All right. It just, it, it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Here's the, here's what I want this podcast is about. Okay. What are the dangers that accompany believing this doctrine what what could be the the bad side of believing it okay if you do believe it and again if you're saved it's not going to matter if you don't believe it and you're saved for real it's not going to matter but let's just say there are a lot of lukewarm christians jesus talks about lukewarm christians and how he's would spit them out of his mouth. You don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. You want to be hot or you want to be cold. You know, I have a feeling a lot of what I've done in my life is be lukewarm, and I'm trying to change that because I don't want to get spit out of his mouth. I I, I want him to welcome me. Um, I I you know I think we all have that want and need to him to say you know. Uh, good and faithful, call us a good and faithful servant, you know, and all that stuff. Here's the dangers, especially to a lukewarm Christian or someone who actually isn't saved, but they go to church and they pretend or they just never really got saved. They thought they did. And I've, you know, I've gone through this myself. They thought they were, but they really weren't. The biggest danger that I can see 
uh, a pre-trib rapture doesn't happen. The man of sin, this Antichrist, shows up. And if you look closely at what we're dealing with now, we're very, very close right now to having this new world order take over. We're dangerously close. I haven't done the research yet, but I had a friend tell me that there's some country somewhere that's talking about banning the Bible because it's it's intolerance, because of its intolerance and hateful speech. It's not inclusive of everyone, you know, gays and et cetera, et cetera. So we're already seeing the beginnings. Well, we've been seeing the beginnings for a while, but we're, it's really starting to ramp up now. So these people that don't aren't really saved, this pre-trib rapture doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden, they're being persecuted, as it says in the Bible, that Christians will be persecuted, especially in the tribulation. They're being persecuted. They're being uh, forced to bow down to the world system, the new world order, to the Antichrist himself. And they don't really realize it. But they're being promised all of this utopia, and they're being promised all of these things, and they're being told that if you don't bow down and if you don't go with the flow as it is, if you don't, if you don't play along, you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose your job, your family, your house, everything you own. Everything's going to be taken away from you. They could possibly kill your kids in front of you. Can you imagine? They're going to tell you either you renounce Jesus Christ or we're going to kill your family right in front of you. And they're expecting a line to the guillotines. They're expecting this long line to the guillotines, and that's all that's going to happen. You're just going to walk up. They're going to cut your head off. Boom, boom, boom. They didn't mention anything about torture. And when all this starts happening, all this bad stuff starts happening, and they're going to be thinking, well, wow, maybe the Bible really was bogus. Maybe it wasn't real because we didn't get this pre-trib rapture that my, the, my pastor has been talking about for years. And there's going to be some Christian Christians that believe it too. There's going to be some, or I should say, that's going to turn away. There is going to be a falling away. There are going to be some real Christians involved in that as well. But a majority of those that fall away, I think personally, is going to be people that never were really saved. You know what I mean? If you, if you get my meaning. So what's going to happen when all this bad stuff happens, then they're going to turn away. They're going to accept the world and what it has to offer. They're going to accept, and they're not even going to know that they're accepting the Antichrist. They're basically making their decision. They're, they're, they're deciding against Jesus. And then when he does come, because he's coming, no matter what, no matter how you believe, whatever rapture, and, and again, remember the word rapture is not in the Bible. This is all completely interpretation. So they're going to believe that the Bible has been wrong, that it does, it's not real. I like when, you know, atheists always like to throw out fairy tale. 
I know comedians, some comedians out there, they used to talk about the magic invisible man in the sky. So they're going to believe this uh, new world order that's in place. They're going to believe that the Bible isn't real and they're going to accept. They're going to beg, not just accept, they're going to beg for the Antichrist and the new world order. And they're going to turn in their neighbors and they're going to turn in their Christian friends and their Christian family to stay alive. That's going to be the norm. That's going to be the norm. So you're going to have this huge following of people. They're this huge group of people. They're going to fall away. Even though, you know, a majority of them probably never were there. But they're still all, they're, they're just not going to believe anymore. And those that were on the fence are not going to be on the fence anymore. They're just going to jump off the fence and, and they're going to believe. So that's the biggest danger of a pre-trib rapture not happening. If you believe it, if you put all of your belief into that, that is your, that's the biggest danger is that people just are going to stop believing because of that, because it didn't happen. Because, you know, and that's the danger of these people that come up with new doctrine or they add to the Bible or, you know, again, what did Jesus say in the book of Revelation? You don't add to this book or take away. You will be cursed. You know, you're, you're, you're going to be in bad shape. You're probably going to be a little worse off than the lukewarm people if you add or take away. And there's been, look over the years. This is why I'm not big on Bible translations. I try to stick to the King James Bible because it's the closest to the original text or the original translated Greek and Hebrew. Now, I can't read Greek or Hebrew, so I, you know, I just got to take their word for it. But the King James Version has been around for a long, long time, has it not? It's been around for a very long time. They haven't been able to kill it yet. Matter of fact, the King James Version Bible, I believe, at one time, if not still, is the number one book that the Catholics tell you not to read. That's that's a fact. Here's the weird thing about it. In the next podcast I do, I'm going to look at the flip side of this. I'm going to look at the flip side of if a pre-trib rapture actually does happen, what's going to happen? Because you're going to see similar things happen, but for different reasons. But the, but the biggest problem I have with the pre-trib rapture is it was first introduced in the 1800s. There is a lot of stuff introduced in the 1800s. It's very weird. It's very odd that the 1800s seemed to be a pivot it was, it's a very pivotal point in history in believing the Bible. Mormonism, I believe, was, was uh, if not in the late 1700s, early 1800s. There's a lot of uh, other kind of spinoffs. You know, they took Christianity and they, you know, made it into some pagan garbage. Um, there's a lot of different things that, were, that came out in the 1800s. And there was another pivotal point right after the 1800s, you know, early 1900s with the stock market and, you know, all these different things that were just thrown in there 
just all of a sudden in just a you know about a hundred year span there a lot of things change and it to me that's very odd it's very weird and and i want to cover that at some point i want to try to uh somebody remind me because <laughs> i'll forget uh, i want to cover all of the different things that have happened in the 1800s about a hundred year span and how it relates to end times because right now most people think yeah we're in the end times it's 2020 and about to be 2021 and it's the end times people in the 1800s yeah there's people preaching it and there's probably people believing it but it didn't happen but uh, it couldn't happen back then because there's a lot of prophecy in the bible that relied on current technology in order to be fulfilled people don't won't talk about that, but it's true. We'll talk about that on another podcast sometime. All the prophecies that had, you know, they had to happen later on with better technology. Essentially, the nuts and bolts of this podcast is if you believe in a pre-trib rapture or you don't believe in a pre-trib rapture, if you're saved, it doesn't matter. However, you need to probably start talking to your friends and family that's not saved that don't believe and you need to tell them look here's the thing if the pre-trib rapture doesn't happen and you in the first uh sighting of quote unquote jesus this this other jesus this fake jesus that's what antichrist is it's you know copying god and it's going to be a christ like you know people are going to look and say well it, it's got to be christ but it's not. There's very th distinct things that have to happen when he comes back. And, and if people don't know what they are, or you forget, or you, you know, you just don't pay attention, you're going to miss it and you're going to fall for whatever they throw at you. I mean, all you got to do is look up something called Project Bluebeam. If go look that up, Project Bluebeam. It is a project where they can project anything into the atmosphere, anything into the sky, and it's a like hologram type stuff. And hologram technology has come a very long way just in the last 10 years. They look extremely real. If you haven't seen some of them, they look really, really real. So, I mean, that's a possibility. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. Don't don't try to put words in my mouth. I'm just saying there's all these different possibilities that only could be done with today's technology. It couldn't be done back in the day. So tell your friends, if this subject comes up, say, look, if you're, you need to be saved. You need to accept Christ now because things are about to heat up. And if there's no pre-trib rapture and then all the Christians are going to have to go through this persecution, how many are going to make it to the end? You have to endure to the end, you know, to get your place in heaven. Some people are going to give up. Some people are going to give up at the very beginning because this rapture is not going to happen. And again, this is all speculate. I'm just Putting a, uh, I'm painting a picture for you. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying it is going to happen. I'm just looking at this from a different perspective than most people when they're talking about the rapture. 
the preacher of rapture. It's very clear in the Bible there will be a rapture. They will or they will be a gathering in the sky. The dead will rise first. You know, the timing is what everybody's arguing over. It's the timing that but the timing is as unimportant as you think it is. It is actually very important to some people and their belief system. So you need to be very, very vigilant and you need to pay attention. If the first sighting of Jesus is he steps out of a limo in New York City or any city, that's not Jesus. You need to read the book of Revelation and you need to see what happens, how he comes back, how, how is Jesus coming back. And it doesn't matter when, before or after a seven-year tribulation period or whatever, doesn't matter when. It matters how he comes back. If you miss it, you're not going to miss the real Jesus coming back. Trust me. Everybody's going to see that. It says it in the Bible. Everybody's going to see him. And it's possible with today's technology that a majority of the planet would see a fake Jesus come back. But not all. Matter of fact, in today's uh, on-demand mentality, I would I would venture to say a lot of people are going to see it after it already happened, and they're going to still believe it. They're still going to believe this is the, the, the real Jesus. And you need to be aware that there is a certain specific way that Jesus comes back. If he comes back any other way, then it's a fake Jesus. It is the Antichrist or whoever. It's not the real one. There have been tons of people on this earth that claim to be Jesus Christ. Jesus taught us that. That is also in the Bible. There are going to be many that come in my name or, you know, basically trying to impersonate him. Well, they got one saved up. They got one biggie saved up. And you can speculate all your all you want of who it is. A lot of people used to think it was Obama. Uh, I remember when they thought Ronald Reagan was the Antichrist because all three of his names were had six letters. So they thought Ronald Reagan was the Antichrist. Um, I would imagine it's going to have something to do with the UN. Uh, the World Economic Fund, I believe is the name of it. It's a World Economic Fund or forum i think it's fund that's a very interesting organization you should look that up the world economic fund i'm, I'm i think it's fund the leader of this has said a lot of the same words that joe biden has said in campaign speeches but he said it before joe said it joe just mimicked what he said which leads me to believe that the Democrats, the liberals, these these ultra leftist Satanists that, that want to introduce every kind of deviant possible sexual behavior, uh, every kind of nasty, dirty thing, they want to make it normal. They, they're, they're mocking God and they're taking everything that the Bible speaks out against. And they're, they want to make it normal, even though there's a very tiny percentage of people that want that. 
but they make it look like it's a huge population. Most people just want to kind of live their lives out. They don't, they don't really want to be bothered. But they want to force it down your throat anyway, so to speak. So that's pretty much what I wanted to cover. It's very, you know, very short. Uh, that is the main danger. There are other, you know, there's probably some other issues too. But the main one is that you fall for the wrong Jesus because you thought the pre-trib rapture was going to happen. You've been taught this. You had all these books. Remember the Left Behind series? I was heavy into that. And I used to openly weep thinking about um, Jesus coming back and, you know, all the different things that were in the book. It was a very emotional book series. And just because you read it doesn't mean you're not saved. Or saved doesn't mean just because you read it doesn't mean you're saved either. It goes both ways. But there's a lot of doctrine out there you have to be very, very um, careful with. The main biblical doctrine is that you believe in Jesus Christ. And, and if you look around, that's the biggest piece of doctrine that the world has a major issue with. They have a huge issue with the name Jesus. Even just saying the name Jesus will throw some people into a tizzy. They hate it. They hate Jesus because they know he's real. They know what's going to happen. They know Satan knows that Bible backwards and forwards. He knows the Bible better than you. He knows it better than me. He knows it better than anyone. He knows what's coming. His job is to fool as many of God's children as he possibly can into burning in hell with him. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear the, they, they, they want to hear nothing but love and goodness. And, you know, they don't want to talk about God's wrath and they don't want to talk about hell. They'll talk about heaven, but they won't talk about hell. But it's going to happen. It says it in the Bible. You can't take. That's taking away from the Bible. Those of you out there that do that, that only want to look at the good side of God, and they only look the the, the good side, the, the warm and fuzzy parts of the Bible, and you want to completely ignore God's wrath, you're taking away from the Bible. You're doing exactly what Jesus said not to do. And that's also an issue with this doctrine. People are, are uh, some churches, some people, preachers, uh, parishioners, they all, there's some of these people put that preacher of rapture up there as the main doctrine that, that that's what they're looking forward to. But what are they going to do when it doesn't happen? If it doesn't happen, how are they going to react? That's the big key here. That's the major issue I have. What are they going to do if it doesn't happen? What are you going to do? If you believe in a pre-trib rapture and it doesn't happen. And believing or not believing again does not save you. It, it has nothing to do with your salvation. And because I'm questioning it doesn't mean that I'm not saved. Doesn't mean I am saved. I know I'm saved. I felt it in my heart. I didn't have to have a guy tell me. I didn't have to go in a box and, and, and admit to you know, confess all my sins to some dude in a box, some pervert in a box and, and, and 
say prayers over and over, repetitive praying, which is not, you're not supposed to do that. It's been spoken about in several parts of the Bible about repetitive praying is not, it's not the way you do it. You're not supposed to do that. It's all pagan. You want to follow those pagan ways that's, that's on you. But I'm just, just be careful. The, these doctrines that you hitch onto, you're, you're hooking up your, your boat to your doctrine and you're dragging it all over town. What's going to happen when it doesn't happen? How are you going to act? Is your boat going to come off? Is it just going to fly off the trailer? And then you're just going to, well, I guess it wasn't true. So here we go. Guess I wasted all my life believing in something that wasn't true. Give me all the money. Give me, give me my universal health care and my universal income so I don't have to go out and work. Give me my, I'll do whatever you want me to do, sir. I'll do whatever you need me to do to stay alive. Don't hurt my family. I'll give you my family. I'll give everything to you. Everything I have is used. You can watch me 24-7. You can have cameras and audio. You can you can uh, spy on me all you want, sir. That's what's going to happen to a lot. Make sure it's not you. Make sure your faith in Jesus Christ is solid before you believe anything else. Don't let a doctrine lead you to the pulpit. Let God lead you to the pulpit. Don't don't let it drag you up to the front of the church. Let the Holy Spirit drag you to the front of the church and kneel down and accept Christ. And you can do it anywhere. You don't have to go to a church to do it. You can do you can accept Christ anywhere. Where you're at right now if you want to accept Christ, do it. Cuz I promise you Time is very short. I feel it in my bones. I know a lot of other people that feel it. It's it's coming to a head. All this is, is it's getting ready to explode. All the writing is on the wall. You can have all the guns and ammunition and all the food buried in the backyard. You can have a bunker. You can have all these wonderful survival things. But if you don't have Jesus, you're going to die. And you're going to keep dying over and, well, you're going to die twice. You're going to, there's, there's two deaths. You die on this planet and then you die when you go to hell. That's the permanent one. The one here on this planet is temporary. Just like our life is temporary. You know, I'm not saying don't make the most of your life while on this planet, but I think people put way too much emphasis on themselves. They think if they die rich or, you know, as, as rich and powerful as they possibly can be, that that's somehow something good, and it's not. So there you have it. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, again, next podcast, I'm going to talk about the flip side of this. What happens if the pre-trib rapture does happen? What should you do if you're not a believer? If you see 
millions of people just disappear, or it might not even be millions because I'm telling you right now, narrow is the gate. Jesus said that narrow is the gate. And I don't think we realize just how narrow that gate really is. The most important doctrine that you can live by is that Jesus Christ died for you, rose again on the third day, and is waiting to come back and get his people, Jews and Gentiles alike. So that's the doctrine that you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about other doctrines that were invented later on or you know, interpreted, I guess I should say, because now I'm kind of, when I say invented, I know it makes it look like I absolutely don't believe. And I think you're crazy for believing. I don't, and that's not the case at all. So if you believe, Hey, that's on you. You're, you're more than welcome to believe that I'm on the fence because I just know a lot of things happened in the 1800s and I think it's a little fishy. That's all I'm saying. So, um, thank you again. God bless each and every one of you. Hopefully, uh, God gets us through these rough times. Everybody pray for each other. Pray for me doing this show. I really do appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I talk to you guys again real, real soon with a part two of this rapture puzzle. Thanks for listening.